and welcome to another series of the Women's Rugby Pod. My name is Johnny Hammond, and we've replaced the Premiership final winning captain for the England captain. Sarah Hunter is joining us not only on today's episode, but more regularly through the season. So, hello, welcome to the team, Sunta. How are you? Have we summered well? Hi, thank you. And was a great welcome, and it's great to be on board. I am very well. Um, maybe would have been better before kickoff yesterday. Um, but anyways, nonetheless, I had a great summer. Maybe too much for good summer. But yeah, oh. um, we got uh, a good five-week break. So I got to go home to Newcastle, see the family, went off to Cornwall for a week. So yeah, um, yeah, caught up with friends. Yeah, so I really enjoyed myself before we hit pre-season pretty hard, which... Then regretted how much of a good time I'd had. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you didn't drive from Newcastle to Cornwall. Well, um, no, stop back off in Loughborough for one night right, before okay. then going wow. back down to, to Cornwall, which wasn't really the best plan, but mm, it happened. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I'm glad you've got some, some, some time off. Um, important to rest those more mature limbs. <laughs> um, and what, um, what have England been doing over the summer since? You may as well uh, keep get, get us up to date with, uh, with that as well. Yeah, so they kindly um, planned uh, off the back of this five weeks off uh, a four-week intense pre-season camp um, oh. altogether, which down in, down in Bath, which um, delightful setting. Um, we were in every Monday to Thursday through July, uh, um, they put us through our paces, uh, but it was brilliant. Like I loved it. Um, even I mean, I'm, I've lost count of how many preseasons this is, but it was actually really good to have a proper preseason in terms of just focus on all the core skills, your fitness, strength, everything that um, when maybe we have summer tours and stuff like that, we we don't necessarily get that time to focus in. So. Uh, it was tough, but we had some fun along the way as well. So it was um, a good balance. Good, I'm sure you. I'm sure you did. What were the more fun things you did? Um, I, can't, I, I can't think now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, what did we do? It was it fun. Was I've really, got to say that it was fun. It, it was really fun. fun. No, to be fair, we had like uh, daft team challenges and stuff like that, and uh yeah we got we had like well indoor barbecue but still that's always always good yeah it was it was quite um competitive like we were in teams all the way through um the same teams yeah the same team so from day nice. one you were in the same team for everything so like uh we did a lot of conditioning games fitness through that so like rugby handball and you got points and um we had like uh, this compete to win thing which was a lot of swimming races so that was all done on point so it was it got like super competitive so um but yeah it was good it was good. nice because you do you do play some weird and wonderful i don't remember some stealing teddies or or stealing uh, yeah, that was a yeah. few years ago now but yeah it's like sneaky weasels sneaky yeah. weasel yeah. you know it. what we haven't had them in years maybe that's something to bring back you're Maybe welcome. That is, yeah. Yeah, you are. the good old days. <laughs> Morale manager. Honestly, yeah. I've been happy to come in once a week, Monday to Thursday, see now in the World <laughs> Cup. Come in and sneak everyone's ways. Oh, that'd be perfect. Um, 
Brilliant. I know, obviously, Zona Rugby's con- continued over the summer. Did you manage to, to watch a bit of the Olympics and what have you? A bit of heartbreak for the girls. Have you spoken to any of them, like, you know, the Helena Rollins of this world? Yeah, um, so actually, we actually, um, in, we were in these flats uh, as well when we were in Bath. So we um, all have our flat and a few extras got uh, Team GB uh, top. So on the last day of our camp was the first day of their um, their tournament. So we, it was almost like, I don't know, like non-uniform day, mufty day, so you could wear whatever you want. So we all rocked up in these GB tops to support the girls. Um, so our flat got up, I think, oh, well, most flats got up at like whatever, 3, 3.30 to watch their first game um, in the morning um, because we've played rugby with them. Uh, a lot of them are our friends and stuff. So we were fully behind them and, yeah, heartbreak for, for them to finish that way. But... Do you know what, like the journey they had been on in terms of losing their funding, coming together, not knowing how they were going to get to the Olympics, but to get there and to perform the way they did was was just brilliant. And they didn't win a medal, yes, but actually I think their performance out there was was more than a medal's worth for sure. And I think everyone um, who got behind them is is more than proud of what they achieved out there. Incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes, if um, you want to hear some, some more insight on that, we did a, a little mini Olympic series. Got uh, the winning captain on, as you do. A little Jazz Joyce as well. And come on, who Ah, we had uh, Abby Gostaitis from the USA as well. So if you want to listen back to that, then, then do. So the weekend kicked off. Round one of the Premier 15s. We've had some results over the uh, over the last few months. It's just going to be Suncha and I um, on tonight's show, just chewing the fact with all that's been going on in the last couple of months. But we will start at, at, at last weekend. 40 games now being streamed, streamed by the RFU. Five uh, at the weekend and, and two every round after that. Um, still no broadcast partner. Um, probably won't get you to comment as your employer. Um yeah, remains to, to be seen for me that um, whether they're papering over the cracks or not, the quality of the production is, is still still very poor. And uh, I think it's a, it's a real shame and um, fairly disrespectful to to the players that, that, that put in the effort. Um, but look, we are getting it out there and we are doing, you know, those of us working on it are, are, are doing, doing what we can. But um, yeah, uh, a, a sizable chunk of money needs to be committed by, by the powers that be at the RFU so that people can, can do their jobs properly. But we did have five live streams. Let's work backwards. Stoop on Sunday. Marvellous try just before half time. Yeah, classic Sarah Hunter try from, I'm not sure it, it was probably even a metre. It was probably like 10 centimetres. It was genuinely a little, a little gap opened up, you know. I think, I think you're being generous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you sort of squeezed in between a, a couple, didn't you, down there on, on that left-hand side of, of that rock? And we thought, well, here we go then. Um, my predictions, which were going at four, four from four at that point, I thought, oh, here we go. We're going to get a five from five. Loughborough are going to, going to take what I thought was a, a vulnerable Quinn side because no Jess Breach, no Rachel Burford, um, no Abby Ward, no Leanne Riley. They were there for the taking. Yeah, they they certainly were, and I was. It was a challenging day for us all round. Obviously, um, losing Scars early on um, with her injury, um, 
was not great to see, but also uh, Alex Baker, who young, inexperienced fly half, I don't think she had 80 minutes of Premiership rugby experience in her locker to to bring out, let alone at 10. Obviously, she's played 10 at age group level um, and kind of been protected at sort of 15. But for her to step up and and, and to run the show and to get us back into the game at, at half time and you know, it's pretty it's pretty hard. We had quite a a, a young, inexperienced team like forwards and and backline and. You know, you come out and you, you rally the troops at half time and come out and wanna wanna do that that justice and get back in the game. And we had opportunities really early on. We just didn't execute and then our errors ultimately um let Quinn's in and two early tries in the second half. And you can just see like people haven't got the experience to to go, Well, actually that's that's fine, let's we can we still we can still like get back in this we can still find a way back in and and then yeah we we as individually and collectively a team weren't good enough and when you play the premiership champions you, you can't afford to to have a performance like that and we were pretty honest after the game like we want to be a, a premiership winning side we we want to be winning those games and actually to, to put a performance out like that from the whole team is it's not where we want to be and it's not how we've trained all summer. So yeah, it was, it was pretty disappointing, but the great thing about this season is we've got another opportunity to put those things right and, and come out again next week. And it's going to be no easier against a, a wasp side. Um, we've got, we've got a pretty tough run in for the start of the season, but there's one thing I know that, that all that squad yesterday will, will want to come to training to, tomorrow and, and to start to put thing, things right. So, so yeah, not, not the greatest start to the season, but we've got a long way to go yet. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of teams missing the sort of French, um, French, the um, Irish and Scottish contingent because they're on international duty waiting for, for World Cup qualifiers, which we'll tell you about later. So you've been stripped of, uh, of quite a few players there. Yeah, you know we're 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 lo- lo- we've lost some real key uh, influential figures for us. I mean, we've we've lost like ca- Captain Rachel Malcolm, who's obviously gone across. Um, Jenny Maxwell, um, Helen Nelson, um, Leah Bartlett, like uh, real key key people in our side who bring a bit of a bit of experience um, and just older, wiser heads around the younger players that we do have. But you know. Uh, we, we're fully behind them being away with, with their World Cup prep and, you know, wishing them all the best, but looking forward to having them having them back alongside us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was missing um, their co-captain, Elisa Cockburn, was, was, was DMP. They went down 84-0 to Gloucester Hartbury. Um, I was down at the El Pas Arena. That was a lovely occasion. So fans in, sun was shining. And Gloucester, having said, you know, Sean Lynn said to me in the week, they've been working on their set piece and, and forward stuff, but it was actually their backs that really impressed. Kelly Smith looked really, really sharp. Emma Singh at fullback looked very, very nice. Karen Lake won player of the match. Mo Hunt was was doing, doing a Mo Hunt thing and whizzing around and, and being yappy and trying to put every bit of pace she could on the game. Um, but I know that they're, they're, they're their backline was were were very good. Um, do you watch a bit of that? Were you, were you impressed with with Gloucester? Or were you 
it's it's hard to make an assessment. No, you know what? I had a brilliant day on Saturday. Obviously, we day off, like not playing for Sunday, and sat and watched the whole of the women's rugby that hey. I don't think we've ever had the opportunity to do so. So it was brilliant from that that perspective to to have it on the big screen and sit back and, and watch it. And I think you can only play what's in front of you, can't you? And I think there was some really good um like shining lights for Gloucester and I think um obviously Mo's a good friend of my, mine and I know she was itching at a bit to get back to um playing for Gloss and playing fifteens again. So um I'm not surprised she came with a bundle of energy and had the performance that she did and um it it was nice to see that things click for them and you know, you can only have good backs so if you've got a good platform to play off, Johnny. So the forwards must be right. No, you, no, you, you're, 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 you're quite right. Um, yeah, Zoe Oldcroft, Green uh, Crab, yeah. Hale, Hope in that front row, Kelsey Jones, Connie Powell. I mean, it's a hell of a side. Yeah, I tell you, uh, they're obviously the names that were around last season. I was really impressed with. Um, Gloucester Heartbreeze eight as well. She come from Oxford. Um, yeah, that's right. Isaac. That, yeah, Megan yeah, Isaac. That she's, I guess, first year in the Prem. Um, so really good start start for her. And um, you can just see the, the sort of the teamship that they all have amongst each other. And obviously, it's not called the circus for for no reason, is it? So um, so yeah, I think. Um, do you know what? I was, we'll go on and talk about the other results. I, I genuinely think. The teams over the summer and over the last year have, have got stronger, and it, it will be good to see. I know they've got um, Gloucester have got Bristol next week, so that'll be a good yeah. marker to see where both teams are. Both teams are at obviously Bristol on the back of their win, and Gloucester on theirs. Um, local derby, see see where things are for them, and I guess Gloucester will have a proper test of to see where they are. Um, like no disrespect to to DMP, but. Um, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how they go next week or this week. Yeah, indeed. So, speaking of Bears, they um, oh, speaking of um, Gemma Isaac, they're scoring on on her debut. We must just say, um, try scorers and fifty appearances for Emily Scott and yeah. uh, Heather Cow for uh, Harlequins as well. So, many congratulations to you guys appearing fifty times in the uh, in the famous quarters and rounding it off with with tries mm. as well. Heather got a hat trick, didn't she? She got Heather got a hat trick, and Scotty got man of the match. So maybe there's something about getting your fiftieth cap against Loughborough and having good uh, good performances. There you are. Uh, a note to everyone else. Uh, back to the Bears, thirty-eight twenty-one over Exeter. Did you expect what? that result? Do you know what? I didn't know how it was going to go. Obviously, yeah, it, was um, it, it was a really tough one to call. I know. Bristol last year with the players that they had on paper and um, I think they they spoke about it themselves in terms of the results they had. They had a lot of injuries. Obviously, they've they've gained Abby Ward um, and what a great addition she is to it. They've got everyone back fit and from what I've heard, obviously, being good friends with Abby is that how well pre-season's gone for them and actually what they've built there on and off the field. So, I wasn't um I wasn't surprised to see the result uh that that they got on on Saturday and they said they felt confident going into the game and you don't need anything than a, 
uh, another local southwest derby to get you up for a game do you so um but it was really it, honestly it was, it was really good to watch i think that obviously bar our game and probably the dmp game all the other games have been relatively close haven't they and it's yeah. it's probably been a really good spectacle and probably a good opening weekend for for the the prem 15 so yeah it, it didn't surprise me that bristol came away with that win yeah and um Dave Ward, Abby's husband, um, in there doing doing the coaching. I just thought, yeah, new coach, new spirit, all that kind of stuff. Um, I just thought they might might have a little extra for for extra. Indeed, that that was the case. Um, plenty of heart shown by Worcester up at Sale, where another one of your your good friends is now steering steering the ship, um, fellow MBE years. Um, yeah, apologies, didn't mention that at the top. Um, I know you'll tell me off later for that. Um, Sale 24, Worcester Warriors 29. Yeah, um, really good game, actually. I think, um, Katie's doing a great job up there. You can see the ambition they want to play in. Um, it doesn't surprise me that she's got her boots back on, but I don't think she'll be hoping to to do it for too long from all accounts. But um, some of the tries they scored uh, on opening weekend, and I think obviously you've seen in the the, the press about the signings that are, uh, are still to come for sale, and I think they'll be really good additions to shore up what they've already got. So I can only see sale going from from strength to strength, but a real competitive game. And uh, Worcester have obviously made some some big signings over the summer and their intent to to play in some of their their dominance especially in the scrum was was significant which obviously allowed them to 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 um stamp their authority and probably get the the win they did but it, it was good to see two teams going toe-to-toe with each other and um the results now again as i said before being a lot closer whereas at yeah. the start of the the prem 15s like those were a lot wider. Yeah, I, I for me, yeah, yeah and again, just just my humble opinion. I, th- I yeah, I think Mark Luffman has huge amounts of issues to to sort out DMP, and I, and I think it will take him at least this season, if not longer, to 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 even sort of break this touch through the surface of that. But I think everyone else is going to be uber competitive, and I said it this time last year about Worcester, and then they got. You know, some some very significant injuries. Laura Keats, Lindsay O'Donnell, and, um, and Lydia Thompson. You know her her struggles with, with with injuries, but those guys are back. And as you say, they bolstered the squad really nicely. I, I'm 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 expecting Worcester to to give people proper challenges and and be there or thereabouts come come the the business end. Oh, absolutely. They, they've always over the last few seasons since obviously Joe came in, Joe Yap, um, and what she does well is she gets people to play for not just her but for the team and one another and the culture and you, you hear how highly the players speak around playing for Worcester and like I they've just grown steadily over time and they obviously had a lot of young players when the Prem 15 started but these players have now got uh, game time and experience and that they're, they're coming through and they're coming into their, their prime and they're, they're showing the talent and potential that they once had and obviously bolstered with you've got your Lydia Thompsons, your Alex Matthews should be back, you've got um, Laura Keats surrounded by 
um, the the new signings that they've they've brought in as well. You know, I, I completely agree. I, I don't envy um, any team that has to to go and play them. So we know, especially, it'll be a tough task when when we when we head over to them and they come to us as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Headdale, I suppose, of the weekend was this um, Saracens uh, against Wasson and the Cleo sisters going at it. Yeah, head head. Can you imagine? I th- I don't know if they've played each other before. Um, they might have done when uh, Poppy was at Surrey's yeah. and um, Bryony was at Bristol. But Bristol, I was going to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> force of nature to be reckoned with those two. So. Uh, um, yeah, interesting. But no, great. Again, really close, very physical, very attritional from, from both teams. Um, and again, very close um, spectacle for for the neutral to, to watch um, and, and see it ultra competitive right to the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, yeah, ended up uh, was 20, Saracens 26. Just getting the wood over was series. Um, not sure they've managed to, to get over them um, much in the last few seasons, but uh, yeah, good, great win for Saracens on the road. And uh, yes, Bryony Cleal um, goes down to her old club. So this weekend, and Sunter, you have got yourself wasps. Wasps at home. Wasps at home, as you have already mentioned, Gloucester play Bristol. And I'm just stalling for time because I am desperately trying to get the fixtures up on my computer. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Round two of the uh, Premier 15s uh, starts at 12 noon. DMP, Durham, Sharks play Saracens. Gloucester, Hartbury, as you said, take on Bristol. That's two o'clock. Worcester women um, against Harlequins. Gloucester, Hartbury, Bristol is your live stream game uh, on Premier15s.com. Exeter against Sale, uh, two o'clock on the Sunday. And Loughborough against Wasps. I think Exeter's the, the live stream game on the Sunday for you. Yeah. I thought it was us, but hey ho, what do I know? It may well be. I don't know. You think it's you? Well, then no, it must. No. It, it is you. It is you. Sorry, I'm talking think, talking rubbish. Yeah. It is you. It is you. It is Loughborough. Loughborough it might it might change now. Now they saw I was <laughs> yesterday. They might, oh, yes, no. sorry. Yeah, we, we better um, not go there. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to say, but um, <laughs> you know, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm Sarah Hedene, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. You know Lynn Catwell very well, Sunter. We played against her many a time. Lovely Lynn. Yeah, I know Lynn very well. Um, great player, even better person off the field as well. And she's doing a great job from the looks of it. And no doubt will put South African rugby in a very good place moving forward. Oh, a lot of that knocking around. Two little peas in a the pod then, you two. Uh, but yeah, no, there's been some, some results going on um, in South Africa. Great coverage. Brilliant coverage of the, the Women's Premier Division. Uh, Tech note others. Um, the borders upset the DHL Western Province 25-15 to take their first title since 2016. 
16. Um, and in the Africa, Rugby Africa Cup, um, Uganda beat Zimbabwe a couple of times. Um, Kenya went down twice to Madagascar. Uh, Cameroon won their couple of games as well, which then went into the Rugby Africa competition where basically uh, South Africa beat Uganda, uh, beat Madagascar and beat Kenya as well to wrap up that title. Over in Asia to wrap up that title. I'm Annie Keepless and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. So we've had a a little look at... um, so we've had a little look at uh, the results over the summer. What's coming up? It's a World Cup year, Sarah Hunter. You've had a good summer, proper good summer. Too many pints of Ratland, too many uh, pasties <laughs> um, down in God's country, down in Cornwall. But ju- just, I mean, when you were together in, in that England camp, just just how, where are the excitement levels? You know, it's been delayed. I think it's probably the right decision all round, but just just where where are the girls? Yeah, I think obviously in a really good place. Um, there's obviously one eye on the World Cup, but we've got a great autumn uh, program for us in terms of like seeing where we're at. Obviously, Six Nations was disjointed because of obviously the pandemic, different format, but we've got um, almost a big season before we even get to the World Cup. The World Cup you could say is, is is still next season with the fact that being in October now. So big games against New Zealand, Canada, USA to look forward to. And, and that was kind of very much the focus at the, at the forefront, whilst also one eye on the World Cup. And then we've then got Six Nations next year. So there's a lot of really competitive rugby to get into. Um, so yeah, everyone's sort of like, Really looking forward to what lies ahead. I thought France had got the the, the steel on you uh, because they announced their, their two games against the All Blacks, and I know just how conscious Sir Middleton was was about playing New Zealand because you're supposed to get out there this summer, weren't you? Uh, last autumn, last autumn. When Sorry, we, last yeah, autumn. yeah, yeah. Oh, we meant to go. We meant to yeah. go last to Australia and New Zealand. So obviously, the fact that they've managed to get us to play New Zealand before the World Cup next year, I think is brilliant because quite a lot of our squad haven't had the wonderful opportunity to face the Black Ferns yet. So that's going to be a real good test for us. And to see where we're at, obviously, the world that has been this year, although over the last year, has been challenging, and especially when it comes to, to rugby and performance and playing the fix we meant. And obviously, we played a lot against France, but we probably now need another challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you say that. I mean, you've got three hundred and forty-seven caps. Uh, does it still? <laughs> is that still that aura? Do you think? Because you you say there about about the the, the new players coming on and playing, and because I mean, I've heard it from from sort of sort of both sides. Obviously, they're uh, such a great team, and like you've got to respect that. And and don't know if aura is the right word, but I, those players have it like. They're one of the best teams in the world um, and the current world champions. Like, you want to be playing the best. And there's 
almost like a physicality of playing them that is almost unlike any other team like we play and the nature of how they've grown up with rugby is unlike any other nation we play and I don't think it's a way in terms of like being feared in terms of that way because you respect opposition and you that each opposition presented as different challenges but I think every like for me if I'm a rugby player I want to play New Zealand like I guess it's the same in in the men's game like they're just formidable rugby nation, aren't they? So to be able to say you've played the Black Ferns, I think is is pretty special. Um, and I think, yeah, for, for players that haven't had the opportunity to do so, I think it, this autumn's a, a brilliant uh, chance for, for them to, to be put against some of the best players in the world. Yeah. So let's give you confirmation of some of those fixes then. England against New Zealand on the 31st of October at Sandy Park. Whoop, whoop. 7th of November, England and New Zealand in that second test. Franklin's Gardens for that one. Then England against Canada on the 14th of November at the Twickenham Stoop. And it rounds off on the 21st of November at Six Ways. Against the US of the A, first meeting since 2009 World Series. That's the New Zealand end of season Northern Tour for them. Just quickly on the grounds, you played up a, uh, obviously up your way, so Donny, uh, a Castle Park. I know the RFU are really, really keen to to, to share it uh, around and, and share the the wealth of Six Nations and. Um, one of the best teams in the world ar- around the country uh, and, and show people. Those are some good grounds and decent sized grounds as well. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, I love the fact that we go around the country. You know, I think uh, where we're at in terms of trying to grow the audience in terms of from a fan base, I think it, it's been the, the sensible thing to do and to go and see people who might not access it otherwise if it was always in London, I think it's been brilliant. You know, we've had some some great games up at, at Castle Park, at, uh, at Doncaster, and it, they're great. But unfortunately, what, they're 5,000 people. And it's great now to say that we're attracting like tens, like 10,000 plus to a, to, a, to a stadium. And it's unfortunate we can't go back because it was brilliant being there. Um but, you know, we've been down to Sandy Park and we know where they are with their women's rugby at the minute. And every time we've been there, we've got an amazing crowd that, that come out and to take it to new places. So obviously to, to Northampton, we've never we've never had a, a game, I think, in the Midlands. So that'll be really interesting to see. Um, and their stadium's like fantastic. Um and they generally get it's a it's a good rugby town town city. I'm not sure which one to do. Um but they town. There's nothing else to yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, but they they've got a good rugby pedigree. Um so it'll be it's yeah, I think it will be really nice to, to go in and play in a, a stadium of that quality and obviously the stoop is the stoop and we love playing there, maybe not yesterday, but um generally, <laughs> generally for white, you're okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, yeah, we, when we played Wales last year, was there something like 13,000? So, you know, we're, we're getting really good crowds. So, and then Worcester, um, fast track, 
we've we played there for England against France, I think, um, in a Six Nations uh, a few, maybe 2011, 12, sometime around then. Um, so it'll be great to, to go back. And they're obviously doing really great things with women's rugby as well. And uh, I think, yeah, it's for me, uh, the stadiums that we're going to show where we are in terms of how far we, we've come with developing our fan base and how far we want to go to, to, yeah, to get in even more fans um, come and support us. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm, I'm glad Six Sides has, has, has got to just share it around. But yeah, they are, the women's programme is fully entrenched in the, in the club as is as it is at Exeter. And I'm yeah, very, very pleased um, that, um, whether that's a reward or, or whatever it is, but uh, no, I'm pleased that clubs are, you're not just paying lip service to, to their women's side are, are, are getting things like that. So um, no, that's great stuff. Other, I mean, it's a huge autumn, isn't it? France are, are playing South Africa. On the 6th of November, the Black Ferns will they take on um, France. Um, that is on the 13th and 20th of November in Poe and Castres. Uh, USA and Canada are taking each other on at uh, Glendale in Colorado, Infinity Park. That's someplace. Yeah. Oh, oh you, you've been there. I think, I think we've played there before. Yeah. Al- altitude. You- uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was on a Churchill Cup uh, stack uh, cup. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what day of the week it was, let alone whether altitude or not. Um, first, uh, the fifth of November for the USA Canada games, and Canada take on Wales on the twenty first of November as well. Over in Asia, they are doing their World Cup qualifiers as well. Final stage for them over their three games in Hong Kong in a round-robin scenario. The winner will enter Pool B at the World Cup with USA and Canada and the winner of the European qualifier, of course, Ireland-Scotland, going for that one. So the dates for those, 2nd of October, Hong Kong against Japan, Kazakhstan against Japan on the 7th of October, and then Hong Kong will take on Kazakhstan on the 12th of October. So to round off episode one of series three, I mean, they do say, don't they, with these box sets and so that after the first two series, it just goes downhill. Yeah, well, you have got me on, so probably explains a lot. You've said that, not me. Uh, but no, this is um, it's 100th episode as well of the WRP. Small little wow. celebration by getting your, your highness on. Yeah. Um, That's gone quickly, very quickly. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't have any grey hairs before I started and could sleep through the night and what have you. But um, no, it's uh, not officially a sort of 100 because we did 15 lockdowns. So I'm not counting as official. We'll do something reasonably special for the 100. So, but uh, just to round off tonight, uh, the rugby pod recording on a Monday evening. Just going to let you know about some of the movers and shakers um, from the uh, Premier 15s. If you haven't heard of those already, we'll just quickly race through through the clubs. Leicester, of course, have announced their merge with Litchfield, or uh, I think probably better words is, is takeover of Litchfield. Um, very similar to the, the Quinns Elves of Bulls match will be played at Welford Road. Um, and of course, they're targeting getting into the Premiership 
23-24 season. They will play in Championship 1 North and ex-international, England International, uh, Vicky McQueen uh, has been appointed the head of women's rugby. On to Exeter in the off-season. Ah, they were busy. Club stalwart Tommy Hayes. Remember Exeter, the uh, the men's scene getting promoted. You'll remember Tommy Hayes very well. He's coming as a new coach alongside Susie Appleby. They climbed Chloe Rowley. From Harlequins, Kanoto Kobayashi from Japan, Delika Menin, hell of a player she is from Loughborough Lightning, Bradley Brook from Worcester, Liv Jones from Loughborough as well, Clara Nielsen, the uh, the former Bristol Bears and Red Roses hooker, and Maisie Allen from Gloucester Hartbury. Not bad set of signings, is it? No. No. Couple of yours in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they'll be great. Like they've signed really well. There's some really strong. They have. Play. I don't know why. I don't know why they're all going to play, mind you. Lots of uh, signed a lot of play- players. Got a lot of lot of depths now. Um, I actually saw Maisie Allen at under twenties trials and was really impressed by her. Like really impressed by, like good old classic back row player. Works hard. Gets over the ball. Does a lot of unseen work. Um, but yeah, really impressed by her. So I'm excited to see how she goes in the prem actually. Good. Bristol Bears, we've spoken about uh, Abby Waugh coming in. Um, Leanne Riley, both leaving Harlequins. I understand why Abby Waugh went. Of course, her husband's now coaching down there. Dave, um, we should probably mention him as well. Tom Luke is the new assistant coach down there as well. Hannah West from Wasps, which oh, that's a hell of a sign. She's a great player. Uh, and Robin Locke, the, uh, the, the Wales hooker. Yeah, like again, well, they, they already had like a great team on paper, but those... Yeah. Those additions are, are surely set to, to bolster them. And yeah, like we spoke about earlier in the show, in terms of their um, sort of sets their ambition out for the season, in terms of, you know, I think Abby and Leanne both going there, two great, um, great players, great leaders. Um, and yeah, that you say, like Hannah West as well from, from Wasps. Uh, really exciting to see how they, all, how they all gel and go together, really. Yeah, I understand. Hannah West was uh, outstanding at the weekend. Kira Bevan or Leanne Riley at Scum Half? It's not a bad choice to have, is it? It's not. It's not, is it? Probably play, yeah, probably play slightly differently. So depending yep. on who you want, the tactics. Um, also, like one on the bench, one coming off the bench. It doesn't make it easy for teams, does it? No, it certainly doesn't. Um, Saracens, Ella Wirris from Loughborough. Um, she returns Katie Barnes as well from Australia from the Western Force interesting signing uh, and Carly Waters USA International as well shame to lose Ella Waris yeah she was um, she was really good for us it's unfortunate she had that significant knee injury whilst uh, she was with us um, but added great value again great person to have around um, shame to be losing her. Obviously, she's she's finished up university at Nottingham, so heading back down to home and to back to playing for Saracen. So, you know, she play, I thought she played really well on on Saturday for for Saracens against Wasps. Um, so it'd be really good to see how she goes because she had she had fairly disrupted season when she came back from injury, obviously COVID. So probably didn't really get back into the the flow of, of, of rugby again. So, yeah, it's good to see her getting a good break and a good shot of it again. Good. And your signings? 
Take so you got a um, USA International prop, is that right? Yeah, I've got Charlie Jacoby over from um, USA. So she arrived uh, last week. Uh, I'm already really like lovely person, really nice, obviously impressed with um, in training, played, came on uh against Harlequin. So yeah, really excited to see where she can she can go and what she can do. Um uh yeah, so great to have her on board as well. And a couple of series, obviously uh Eloise Hayward and Georgie Lingham. Yeah, yeah, two two backs um to add to obviously we lost Rona um who's gone to, to Bordeaux, probably sport your thunder there, Johnny, as you're probably gonna mention her. Um and ob- yeah and obviously um, Ella going back, uh, so to have Eloise and Georgie with the, with the experience that they have, obviously um, winning Premiership titles, it's great to um, have them have them on board as well. And then we've got Sardia Cabea from Wasps. Obviously, I thought she had a like brilliant season for 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 Wasps last year. Got so much potential. She was in with England over pre season. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Like I think she'll hopefully do really well for us. She's settled in, settled in well. Um, yeah, so looking forward to seeing her run out um, in the lightning colours. Good. Uh, the insects, Brian Cleo, we've mentioned her already. Uh, Lydia Crossman, uh, the former Black Fern, Gemma Rowland, all oh, those. She was involved, wasn't she, um, last season? Uh, KCSC from Saracens and Jess Cooksey. From DMP, just Cooksey, nice little player, but a, a big, big old loss for for DMP. Worcester Warriors, Fionn Lewis uh, from uh, from the Chiefs, Cat McNally from the Bears, Steph Evans from Bristol as well, Alan Murphy over from Ireland, Alicia Washington, and she scored on a debut, didn't she? Yeah, she's she a did. great. Great character. Yeah, brilliant character. Do you know what? Every time we play America, um, on or off the pitch, like she's always ever present. Um, like really good person to talk to. I think she'll bring a lot of energy and experience for 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 Worcester. So great signing. And uh, Minori Yamayoto from Japan. Yeah, really excited to see how she goes in the English league. Obviously. Uh, being over here, having the quality of coaching from from Joe, I think, yeah, really exciting to see see Japanese players over here in the the English the English league. Well, we've already spoken about, haven't we? we we've spoken about uh, this league attracting Australian and New Zealander, uh, North Americans, Canadians, um, and Japanese as well. Um, so as well as home unions. So it, yeah, it really is a, a league that is, is, is attracting everybody. Um, tell you what is attractive to people up in the Northwest is the fact that Katie Daly McLean, MBE, <laughs> uh, has moved up to the high performance lead supported by Callum York. And then just nestled, just tucked in alongside is Rachel Taylor. Uh, who was announced as a new performance coach for sale. That is some coaching team. Oh, unbelievable. Like, like really exciting. Like, if you're a player, you think, well, you've got two of the best players that have played this game um, and two of the probably the best emerging female coaches in the game as well. Like, why wouldn't you want to go and be coached by them? You know, the, 
the experience and knowledge, the expertise they can give you. Um, and they're two great people as well, like real great people yeah. to to want to to be a part of. And I I can only imagine the program that Katie's set, setting up there and with bringing someone like Rachel in, um, you know, I think it's a really astute um, signing on behalf of, of, of the club to, to bring someone in, in like that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that they, they're setting up a, a really good program there. And again, from, what you hear from Katie and from obviously what is shown like they're really well supported from their from the club as a whole yeah. so from sale club which yeah. again is is like fantastic to hear well I, I think the lead is is Michelle Orange isn't it who's, whose husband is the sort of the boss but we all know in relationships who is the real <laughs> boss. So, um, yeah, the, the women's program will get will get very very well supported yeah huge congratulations to you Katie um yeah, brilliant, brilliant news, and uh, what what a rugby brain. Um, Harley Quinns, Ellie Kildun, hence that move from Chloe Rowley to uh, to the Chiefs. Jade Conkle's back. Rosie Gallagher, obviously to replace Abby Ward uh, from Saracens, but a fabulous player is uh, is Rosie Gallagher now. She's got over her her various bits and pieces injuries and, and illnesses. Emma Swords. Uh, scrum half and other Saracens come in to uh, obviously replace Leanne Riley. Beth Blacklock from DMP, really, really good player. Sarah Bonner, the second row as well. And Simon Barnes comes in as forwards coach uh, from Cobham RFC. Some decent signings there. I yeah. Mean, they, 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 they've lost some. Yeah, they've lost some, but they've they've gained some, some real quality. Like uh, Gerard's done really well in terms of his... I feel really weird calling him Gerard when I know him as G, but anyway, um, yeah, that's aside, it's done. <laughs> you're the England captain, you're an MB, you call him what you like. Yeah, call him G if you want. Yeah, no, he is GM. Him. GM, no, he is it's G to like, I guess, the G man, yeah, G man. Um, but yeah, he he's made some really astute signings in terms of not just signing for the sake of signing, but signing people that will add to their squad already and our depth, but also like replace the players that they've, they've lost. So um, yeah, pretty, pretty good um, people coming into the program, I think. Yeah. People rolling on one other, just the last bit of news to let you know about Linda Chugang, the, uh, the Island prop has signed a new deal via the RFU to transfer to Clement um, uh, to SM Rogmina. Um, who, of course, were the French champions at the back end of last season, beat Blagnac. Just squeeze that a little bit of news in for you as well um, for next season. So, yeah, players going the, the other way as well over into France. And, of course, you've already mentioned Rona Lloyd, who has got off to play her trade over in Bordeaux. Yeah. Um, Ble- uh- bless you. Bless you, I, I think. You. I don't know what that was, but I'll go with bless yeah. you. Uh, I thought I got away with it, video these days. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, Linda going across, to, I, I th- I've been really impressed since she's, she's come on the scene for Ireland. And I think going across, going across to France will 
probably accelerate her as a player. So um, really excited to see how she comes back into the Irish squad from from going and spending some time in the French league. Um, and again, Rona, what a great like. You look at the French team and you hear about the French league and you know playing out in France. It's it's been. If I was ten years younger, um, I'd love the opportunity to to go out and play there. I think obviously the the way of life out there as well. I think having spoken to some of the the girls who've been over and played in the French league, they they speak like really highly of it. So um, for Rona to go and experience that, I think is um, it is like it's it's pretty easy so she played in the English league why not go and see what the French league has to offer and see how it can kind of develop she'll be a huge loss for us like she's just one of the nicest people like, as a player absolutely but like what she brings to the team as well is has been has been huge um and she'll be she'll be a massive loss for for us but you know I've got so much time for Rona and I, I genuinely wish her all the best when she she gets out out there yeah, absolutely. Um, you ever thought about doing it, going off and, and doing a season or two in, a, in another country? I think, again, like you said, if I was younger, then perhaps. But it's really difficult because, uh, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know if there's any, um, like, definitive, like, you know, like the men's, you can't, to play for the country, like for England, you've got to be in the country. I, I don't know. It's never really been that much of a, a question because we've obviously had one of the best leagues and we, we still do. But yeah. from a sort of a, a lifestyle point of view or just to go and experience different parts of the world, if you're, if you, if I, like I say, if I was 10 years younger, it, it, now when you look at potentially the New Zealand league or the French league that there is to offer and how it could develop you as a player, then yeah, especially maybe in a down year between um, World Cups or whatever, then. Um, I don't, I don't see it being a, a bad thing, but um, uh, I think I'm past that now, Johnny. <laughs> well, speaking of Ireland and Linda Jugang, the interprovincials, uh, provincials have been uh, been going on again, broadcast really, really nicely. Uh, Connacht went down seventeen twelve to Leinster in round one. Munster beat Ulster over um, up in up in Belfast, fifty points to five. The Kingspan. Leinster beat Alston round two, Anijaya Park 57-12, and Munster beat Connacht 31-7. 11th September, which is well, uh, this Saturday, uh, Connacht take on Ulster and Leinster take on Munster in the big one. And one thing that I we didn't mention, and we should have because you can't miss her generally, is we didn't talk about Bird. Oh yeah, the signing from Gloucester Hartbury over to Worcester yeah. of Lisa Burgess Bird as um, one of their coaches. What will she bring to the party? Ah, uh, do you know what? Again, like I mean, just when you you chat to her as a person, the presence she has and like the knowledge and experience she has is like second to none. Um, She'll be a, a great addition for for Worcester. Like I think she'll bring a hard edge for them. Um, obviously, she'll bring the experience and knowledge that she's had of the game, both as a player and as a coach. And yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a great signing again from Worcester to to um, strengthen their coaching team. Yeah, absolutely. I, 
she's just so committed to it. She's middle of a wedding, and some some chap was talking to her about women's rugby and And she's middle of this wedding, and she she gave me a call, and gave me this guy's number, and tell me all about this chap who's wanted to invest in women's rugby and all this. I'm just ridiculously committed. Um, she's she's absolutely fabulous. And the very last bit of news is the barbarians. FC is thrilled to announce the return of the Barbarians women's team. Their first doubleheader on Saturday, the 27th of November. Pop it in your diary now and they will face a Springbok women's 15 in the Click Cup doubleheader. I'm Mohan and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. But that is about it for uh, show one, season three, Sarah Hunter. Thank you so, so much for joining us on this uh, opening salvo of season three. Have you enjoyed no, yourself? Yeah. Stopping and starting and the length of it all? Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. I've had a great um, great time, great chat things, rugby as always. Oh, great stuff. And you, as you say, you'll be sort of part of the team now. We'll get you a, we'll get you a T-shirt set over and um, get you on the pod on a more regular basis as one of our sort of regular friends slash co-host. So no, it's, uh, it's brilliant to have you aboard. Thank you so much. Um, and the only other thanks I wanted to give was to Jenny, a uh, former member of our team. Um, thank you for all your help um, last season and uh, hope you're doing well and enjoyed your summer. But do not forget, if you fancy giving us a review, the, the only button you, you're allowed to press is five stars, obviously. Uh, the, other, the, other, the other ones don't work. I'm just, I'm just taking my word for that. Don't try. Um, and give us a little rating. It really does help. For the amount of listeners that we have compared to ratings, there's a, a, a huge, huge difference. So if you haven't done that, it, it, it yeah, would, would really, really help. So um, please do that for us. And you can follow us all across social media at Pod Women's Rugby. That's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn as well. Thank you so much to Sarah Hunter for coming on. Thank you, as ever, to Sean and to Harry and to Tom and to a new member of our team, uh, Bluebell. Thank you very much for all your efforts. Next week, we are hoping to have the Happy House Ward on, Abby and her husband, Dave. Dave Ward and Abby Ward, the... uh, Bristol pairing now and see how their start of the season and the, the move down to the West Country has been for them. Heather Fisher announced her retirement, so we're desperately hoping that, that Fisher will come on the pod next week tell us all about her maddest stories. Oh, yeah. That should be a show in itself. That, in fact, it should probably be a series. A, like an entire you, series. Uh, you know what? She's been uh, a great advocate for, for women's rugby over the years and what she's done, what she's been through, what she's achieved—like she'll be a she'll be a great loss to to the game. But no doubt she'll go on to even bigger and better things. Yeah, huge congratulations on a on an outstanding career and what you've represented and and uh, what you've stood up for. Um, yeah, absolute kudos to you, Fish. Hopefully, we will get to chat in person next week. See you, Santa. Best of luck against Wasps. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next Bye. week. And remember. It is all about substance, not spectacle.